Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome in to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I'm Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magana. Rocky, after a weird start to the season, Chiefs defense looked like it was the worst in football. All of a sudden, it looks dumb. Uh, all of a sudden, it is giving the best offense in the sport all kinds of problems, putting all kinds of pressure on Dak Prescott. The secondary is playing absolutely lockdown defense, and they held the Dallas Cowboys to nine points, their lowest point total of the season, held them out of the end zone. Your initial reaction to this, because it feels shocking. Like, like where we were a month ago compared to where we're at right now, this wasn't exactly like a thrilling offensive performance, but you have to be absolutely thrilled with the way the defense played in this game. Listen, Dallas Cowboys were my uh, Super Bowl pick just a couple of weeks ago. I'm ecstatic right now. Um, in the words of the immortal LO Cool J, don't call this a comeback because we've been here before. <laughs> right? And uh, I tell you what, man, you move Chris Jones inside and suddenly you start giving Rashad Fenton meaningful snaps in the secondary. And all of a sudden the Chiefs look like a force. I mean, they look like the best press man coverage team in the NFL right now. I, For as much as I talked about how bad this defense was earlier in the year, they came out, they pulled themselves up off the canvas like in, a, I mean, not to you know use my own namesake too much, like a, like a Rocky movie. They pulled themselves up off the canvas and came back slugging these last few weeks. And I mean, I'll eat my words. This is this looks like one of the best defenses in the NFL right now. It's insane, right? It, yeah, it, it's insane. Borderline just doesn't make sense, right? It's you know. You knew at the beginning of the season, and we've talked about it a lot on this particular show, that Chris Jones wasn't healthy. Frank Clark wasn't healthy. And Melvin Ingram didn't show up on the stat sheet, I, I don't believe, today. But Melvin Ingram has made a massive difference on that defensive line. He has made a massive difference for this Chiefs pass rush overall to the point that this pass rush, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, oh no, I don't want to play. I don't want to play the Chiefs. That Chris Jones eats people alive. I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want that guy. Uh, you know, trying to get Big Macs for sacks for Chiefs <laughs> Kingdom. I don't want that guy coming after me on Sunday. And again, it wasn't exactly a thrilling offensive performance. Obviously, we think that this team wins championships through offense, right? Mm -hmm. So we think that this team 
they're going to win rings because of Patrick Mahomes and because of this offense and because of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and they got Clyde back. And so we'll, we'll definitely get into that and, and talk about how Clyde looked, but the story is the defense. The story is the defense going against the number one offense in the NFL that puts up points against everybody. I thought this was going to be 2018 Rams chiefs. Like I thought the chiefs were going to have to drop 40 just to hang in this football game. And the defense said, nah, nah, we, we got this. We're going to go out and we're going to give Dak Prescott problems all day long. And we're going to blanket cover all of their wide receivers. We have to mention that Amari Cooper was not available in this game. And then CD lamb did not return in the second half after suffering a concussion on the Charvarius ward interception. And so obviously that's a blow to this Dallas offense. They're not operating at hundred percent capacity. Uh, they're all pro left tackle. Tyron Smith did not play in this game and he's been banged up all year. The Dak Prescott's numbers aren't as good when he does not play because he's that good of a left tackle. But all of that being said, this is still an offense. That's the deepest offense in the NFL that you expect to put up points, no matter who they're playing, no matter the personnel issues that they're facing. And this chief's defense straight up came out and looked dominant. Like this was a month ago, five weeks ago, this was the worst defense in football. And we were talking about how you got to blow it up. It's over. Like the window's over for this defensive unit and the way it's constructed and all they've done over their four game win streak is just, yeah, we weren't buying into any of that. You guys were jumping to conclusions. We, we have this little, you know, regular season start to the year slump every year. Then we kind of figure things out. Now it looks like we got one of the better secondaries in the NFL and our pass rush is all of a sudden unstoppable. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it speaks to what a weird NFL season it's been, but man, teams are scared of the chiefs right now. Teams are scared of the chiefs because if they can play defense like that, we know they can put up points. They only put up 19 today, but we know that they can put up points when they need to. And so if they can play this kind of defense, it's a whole nother level of scared, in my opinion, that the rest of the NFL should be right now. I mean, 100%. And I'm not too worried about the offense just because you saw when the offense needed to get first down to move the ball down the field to ice the game, they were able to eat some time off the clock. I mean, so I'm not too concerned. When the offense has to do it, the offense does it. The offense did enough today to win. I mean, Harrison Bucker left four points on the field, you know, so really we should have been looking at a 23 to nine victory, which I don't know. You get the, you get the score over 20. It looks a little bit better, but talking about, yes, Dallas Cowboys are missing some players, but I have a question for you, Steven, would you like to see Michael Gallup or Cedric Wilson on the chiefs team? Yes. Yes. Why? Cause they're good football players. They still had good football players. Michael on Gallup, the field. Preferably, yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, Michael they, Gallup is fantastic. They had some wonderful football players on the field because they're a very deep team. And this defense still held them down, still dominated them. And I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, if it's the fact that we were getting home with four pass rushers or the fact that, that we were able to hold down the outside that allowed the whole, the, the four pass rushers to get home, but everything worked in unison. When we blitzed the, the secondary held up long enough to let the guys get there. When we blitzed four, those four guys got home and, and and allowed the secondary to make plays on the ball. I mean, we probably should have had a cu- at least one more interception in this game for the amount of bad balls that, that, that the defense forced Dak to throw. I mean, this was just like from beginning to end, 
this was a clinic by Steve Spagnuolo's defense. And this is honestly the game that I think a lot of us have been waiting for to make us believers. This is what we needed to see. Well, and so this is the game where I talked about it this week for Arrowhead Pride, where I was like, for the first time in the Mahomes era, in my opinion, this regular season matchup means more for the Kansas City Chiefs than it does for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, an NFC regular season matchup doesn't really have that many playoff implications, but they needed this game. They needed this performance because of the way that they started the season and all of the question marks that we had about them. And, oh, you know, you got you beat the Packers, but it was with Jordan Love. You beat the New York Giants and they're just not a good football team. And, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders who lost the Cincinnati Bengals today have been through all kinds of issues off the field. And it's really it's hard to even quantify everything that the Raiders have gone through as a team this season. And and so all of that stuff was explainable in circumstance, right? Like, you know, you can only play who's on your schedule. The mat, what matters is that you win. This was the game where I was saying, this is where we'll learn something about this football team. This is where we'll find out if this team is really a Super Bowl contender. And they dominated from start to finish. Like, yeah, you would have liked to have seen them put up a few more points. But the fact that it was just, we're going to get out ahead of this thing to start the football game, and we're never going to look back. Andy Reid's offensive scripts have been fantastic. Fantastic. As soon as we started questioning Andy Reid and, and the way this offense was struggling and the way they were, it seemed like they weren't adjusting their game plan to what defenses were allowing them. Andy dusts off the old Alex Smith playbook, says, okay, We'll open the football game against the number one scoring offense in the NFL, and we'll run it on back-to-back plays with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is returning from injured reserve. And all of a sudden, this offense isn't, you know, killing you with the deep ball the way that they used to. But man, they're efficient, and they they can score when they need to. And those opening play scripts that Andy's been dialing up have just been perfect. So it's like, when those are that locked in from Andy Reid, you're already looking at it like, okay, well, we're not going to be able to stop them for like their first two series, probably. So worst case scenario, we're looking at like a 14 to nothing hole. And then, oh, by the way, their pass rush is really good now. And their secondary is really good. Like you have to totally change your perspective on this early season Chiefs team because they're totally different now. Like a a month removed from their start to the season. This is a totally different football team in a strange, strange year of NFL football where I think we still have absolutely no idea who the best team in the league is. Every team has got a bad loss on their resume so far this year. And all of a sudden the two time defending AFC champion Kansas city chiefs are coming out of nowhere, looking like they can play defense like a top 10 unit in the NFL. And you got to worry about that guy named Patrick Mahomes who can put up points in the blink of an eye when he needs to. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there's a lot to be said about, you know, Andy Reid came out with a brilliant script, like you said, and the chiefs were playing from in front all day long. And when the chiefs needed a play, they seemed to be able to find it. I got to think a little bit. The reason why I, 
I mean, this is just my opinion, but Andy Reid's been known in the past to play things a little bit close to the vest. And if he doesn't have to pull certain plays out of his pocket, he's going to keep them in his pocket for later in the year. I feel like Andy Reid trusted his defense today, and he he knew that this game was in hand. If it, if it came down to two-minute drill and the Chiefs needed a score to win the game, I have every faith that Andy Reid would have pulled something out of his pocket today. But the Chiefs didn't need to. And I said earlier in the year – that you know the Chiefs weren't a good team because they say that like good teams beat bad teams and but I said no good teams beat good teams and this team beat a good team today you don't beat a good team by 21 points this is the sort of game you have when you beat a good team this is a dominant win over as good of a team as for for as good a team as the as the Cowboys are we they the defense dominated the Cowboys offense today. This is as close to a dominant win as you're going to get against this good of a Cowboys team. So you got to feel very good about today's win. And I'm seeing a lot of people in the comments right now saying like, Andy didn't even call a good game. It was all about the chiefs defense. See, I disagree with that. I thought Andy was brilliant on their first few series. And then after that, yeah, they started to slow down a little bit, but they weren't really pushing. And I think part of that is because of their turnover problems this season, where, like you just mentioned, Rocky, the defense is playing so good. It felt like Andy, once once they started getting easy or they stopped getting easy stuff, like Andy kind of took his foot off the off the gas a little bit and said, OK, well, we're just going to do what we do. We're going to try to get first downs and hopefully we get touchdowns, but we'll settle for field goals if we need them to because the defense is playing lights out right now. And it felt like they – I don't think that Andy called a bad game. I think Andy said, I'm not going to allow our offense to hurt us today in this game. They're not going to get cheat points off of turnovers. And they almost did. But I, I think that, yes, you want to see this Chiefs offense put up points. Absolutely. And the Dallas Cowboys defense isn't a defense that – you know, should really hold you to 19 points. Like they can create turnovers and stuff, but they give up a ton of yards. And so you should have been able to move the ball a little bit better against them. But I think that was the game plan. I I think the game plan was play defense and keep the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands. And then when Dak Prescott was on the football field, they were just putting pressure on him all day. They were just giving him problems all day. And the secondary was fantastic. Legereus Sneed, we got to talk about that. This show, this show's been all over the place so far. I'm sorry. I'm just excited about the win because we're headed into a bye with the Kansas State Chiefs at seven and four, atop uh, the AFC West. And it's just such a different vibe than where we were early in the season, you know. So I'm excited about that. But Legereus Sneed and Charvarius Ward have been playing fantastic recently. And they were both spectacular today. They, they, they were both looking like shut down type of corners, like blanketing these Cowboys wide receivers. And I understand that Amari Cooper and CD lamb not coming back in the second half. That's a big blow to that offense, but this is still a very talented offense, a very deep offense, one of the deepest in the NFL. And they did everything you asked them to do today. And you, you can't, the chiefs have gotten more than they ever possibly could have dreamed in Charvarius Ward. And Legereus Sneed just looks like he is just a flat-out playmaker for this defense. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the man, Legereus Sneed looked like an absolute one-man wrecking force on the football field today. And this is the best game I've seen Ward play in probably three years. I mean, and I, you know, one of the big complaints against this Chiefs defense was they would meet people at the point of a pat- attack, then they get driven backwards. 
Today, they were meeting people at the point of attack and they were driving, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or the wide receivers or whoever it was that they met at the point of attack and they were driving them backwards and they were wrapping them up for tackles for a loss. This is this is some of the best tackling I've seen out of this defense. And, you know, in, in recent memory, I mean, there was one play in particular where it was a wide receiver bubble screen. I think it was to Michael Gallup. I could be mistaken, but Snead fought off of his block, or he fought off of the block to Gallup, I think, to get to Wilson. But he just, I mean, he threw Gallup out of the way and shed him and made a tackle for a loss. And it's one of the most impressive defensive plays I've seen all year out of any team. I mean, Snead out there today, he looks like an all-pro um, caliber player. And he is, I mean, he looks like a man on a mission. He's, he's He looks comfortable. And he looks like he's finally found, like, some swag. You know, he got his swagger back. You know, I don't know if he ever yeah. lost it, but Snead got his swagger back. Yeah, would I have liked to have seen this be like the true offensive shootout that I thought it was going to be? Sure. That's more entertaining. That's a more thrilling football game. There's a reason that that 2018 Chiefs Rams game is like a game that I'll never forget because of how insane it was. And that's what I was hoping we were going to get in this game. But no matter what the, you know, no matter what it wound up being, you got to be thrilled that they won and they won in dominating fashion. They just kept the best offense in football out of the end zone for four quarters. And so any questions that you had about this defense, oh, the competition, you know, we, we really, we, we doubt them. It was Washington. It was New York. It was a Raiders team that isn't the same as the one that started the season. And it was a Packers team with Jordan Love. This defense can make plays now. And you should be excited about that compared to where we were in the four, first four weeks of the season. Like, this defense can give you some problems and it starts with the addition of Melvin Ingram. Like the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers were willing to trade to Kansas city after even stating that we didn't want to trade him to a team in the AFC and they did it anyways. Cause nobody seemed interested. Melvin Ingram has made such a huge difference for this front. Jaron Reed again for the second week in a row has life has a pulse and is making plays for this defense. Chris Jones, absolutely dominant three and a half sacks was just wreaking havoc on that offensive line all day long. Frank Clark looked good again. Like, this pass rush is a legitimate problem, and if this secondary continues to play like this, I think you have to have confidence in this defense moving forward. Like, I I think that we can totally put the start of the season behind us right now is the way that it feels, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, the addition of Melvin Ingram, listen – Melvin Ingram still got juice in his legs. Like he's not done by any means, but the biggest thing that Melvin Ingram did was that he put a quality person on the outside across from Frank Clark and allowed Chris Jones to move inside where he's just an absolute monster. And Chris Jones being inside freed up Jaron Reed inside, you know, it's a domino effect on this front four. And the, the addition of Melvin Ingram just almost feels just like you clicked in that last puzzle piece piece that just knocked over the other dominoes and just sent them going um and i think that it it can't be overstated that the fact that you know juan thornhill has been playing a lot of snaps recently and dan Sorensen looks a lot better as a role player than somebody who's playing you know playing in the base defense i mean anthony hitchens hasn't been having his best year but anthony hitchens coming back puts ben neiman into into a role player situation and suddenly you have Sorensen and neiman being more role players and then you have, you know, Hitchens, Gay, and uh, Bolton as your three linebackers. And then you have Matthew and Thornhill back there. And you got playmakers on the field. 
you know, and you get and and the guys who who could be put in those in those situational roles where they can excel, they do, and they look okay doing it. Yeah, and to put it in perspective, like just how dominant their pass rush was today against one of the best offensive lines in football and, and one of the best offenses in football. They sacked Dak Prescott five times. It's the most times Dak Prescott has been sacked in a game since 2018. So it's not easy to sack Dak Prescott five times in a game, and they did it today. And Chris Jones just went absolutely nuts. Like, headed into a bye, winners of four in a row, sitting atop the division. With the way this season started, you can't feel better uh, about them right now. Like, you simply can't. Like, in my opinion, the Cowboys, when they are 100% healthy, I think are the best team in the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. And we've got questions with, I, I think there's a case to be made for Tampa Bay having the best overall roster, but they've dealt with so many injuries this year that they've got back-to-back bad losses. And the Rams have back-to-back losses, and they've started to kind of struggle compared to where they were. Arizona, we don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray and – the Packers won today, but the Packers have, or no, the Packers lost today. And the Packers just have not been, since Aaron Rodgers came back, they've been kind of struggling. And Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a pretty severe toe injury right now that uh, saw him leave that game a little bit early before halftime. And he talked about it after the game saying he was really struggling. So it's a weird NFL season, but this door is still wide open for the Kansas City Chiefs to be the best team in football which is crazy when you consider where we were at a month ago. And so no matter how they got there, they're there right now, right? They're back in the mix now. And this was the only outcome for for this game that we wanted, right? Because if you lose this football game, it's okay. Well, the last month of Chiefs football wasn't really for real. They, they finally played a good team who could put up points against them and they really struggled. But this outcome says, okay, well, now for the second consecutive week, in my opinion, the Chiefs might have played their best overall game. Like last week, I thought it was their best overall team win where offense, special teams, defense all worked the best I've seen them work all season long. Now, the offense left some stuff on the table and you would have liked to have seen them put up a few more points in this game. But the special teams was great. That pooch punt. uh, Can we talk about that for a second? And then the defense was spectacular. So when you get two out of three, I'll take that too, because that's a lot better than where we were a month ago. Like everything that they're do- that they've done, especially in the last two weeks, says that they are absolutely trending in the right direction with an NFL that still feels totally wide open right now. Like the Titans got blown out by the Texans today. <laughs> Nobody in the NFL right now wants to be the best team in the NFL, and they're leaving the door wide open for the Kansas City Chiefs to say okay, well, we've been there. We'll do it again if, if nobody else wants to do it. I mean, 100%. The Chiefs came out to start the year, and they said, they said, hey, NFL, like, listen, put us down. Like, put us out of our misery. We didn't get off to a good start. And the NFL had a chance to close the door on the Chiefs and say, you guys are done for this year, and they failed to do so for whatever reason, you know. And now that they've, they've, let the Chief, they've left the Chiefs linger around long enough that they've gotten healthy and now they're playing good football and they figured out some of their issues on defense. And now it's now what you said, it's wide open. Like you, you, you should have put the chiefs down when you had the chance and you didn't do it. You didn't stomp on their throats. You let them linger around. And now you're going to pay for it down the stretch because they're playing what we still have four division games left 
and we're and we're, and we're leading the division. Um, I don't have any fact that the, I don't have any faith that the Titans are going to close this out down the stretch for the for the first overall seed. And even if we don't get the first overall seed, I think the Chiefs are the team in the in the NF in the AFC right now that you don't want to see. Um, and you can say everything you want to say about the Chiefs that didn't play a perfect offensive game plan today. But listen, Andy Reid is what he's he's in the top five winning his coaches in NFL history. You don't luck your way into that. He has a great feel for the game. He knows what sort of contest he's involved in. And, and to your point earlier, I do think he took his foot off the gas a little bit in the game and started playing a little closer to the vest. And I think that was the right move in this game. I think Andy Reid said, I do this and I can outlast him. My defense can outlast this offense and we can walk out of here with a victory today. And at the end of the day, that's all I care about. Yeah, it's not the type of play that's ever going to win you like style points. And I, I totally agree that Andy has done it a little bit too much in the past, but if you're complaining about it right now, like Andy did that with Alex, right? We haven't mm-hmm. really seen him do that with Mahomes as much. And the chiefs have put up a lot of points and managed to have big leads in a lot of football games because they've been a really hard offense to stop for a really long time now. But I think that was the way to play this game. And it was just, Keep the ball away from their offense. Don't give them any easy points by having bad turnovers. And we saw another bad turnover where, you know, the ball was a little bit behind Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey's Kelsey and you got to catch that. And and it wound up getting intercepted because it just deflected off of his shoulder pad. Like, but that's kind of been the thing all year. And I think that was kind of Andy's approach to this game was just this offense is too good. I don't care who's playing or who's not playing. We just got to keep the ball away from them as long as we possibly can. And and it obviously worked because the Chiefs walked out of this thing with another win. I I do want to talk about Clyde Edwards-Alaire real quick. Um, You know, first game action in a long time since going on IR with an injury. And him and Daryl were were both kind of split in touches, but they used Clyde uh, right out of the gate. and, And he wound up having like, I think, 12 carries. I still would really like to see them use Clyde in the yeah, passing yeah. game. He only had yeah. two targets, had two catches. Daryl still had more targets than him in this game. And I think that's probably just the way that they're going to do this thing moving forward. But I have to imagine, and Daryl, for as spectacular as he was last week, having over 100 receiving yards, and he did his job again today in a kind of split backfield approach with Clyde. I just want to see Clyde in the passing game. Like, can we just yeah. see what that looks like? Please, please just give, just give me one Clyde game where he gets like eight targets and let's see what the, what the total looks like at the end of the game. Because I have to imagine Clyde, you give him some of those looks that you gave Daryl last week. Clyde can be productive with that, right? Like he can, he can yeah. turn that into big time numbers. They just refuse to use him like that. And that's, that's my biggest complaint. I think coming out of this game offensively. Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, Joe Burrow got a national championship dumping the ball off to Clyde. I mean, obviously, yeah, he had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson as well. But I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a huge part of that offense, especially in the passing game back at LSU. And that was one of his was one of the things of his strengths that they said, you know, when he came out of college was, you know, he's sure-handed, great in the passing game. And for some reason, uh the Chiefs just seem like they have an aversion to using him in the passing game. And I thought for sure, all right, Darrell Williams had a 100-yard receiving game last week. Clyde's coming back. They're going to get Clyde involved in the passing game. 
And listen, it is what it is. I would love, love to see Clyde involved in the passing game. I think he could excel there. I think that that's where you really start to get some value from his draft position, that you know, taking him in the first round. But that being said, listen, if they're going to get the same production out of Darrell Williams in the passing game, I don't know. It's six to one, you know, at that point, in my opinion. I, I would love to see it, but it just doesn't seem to be in the cards at this point. Yeah, and it's particularly frustrating where, you know, we're seeing them. Tyreek Hill has essentially become a possession wide receiver at, at this point, where he's he's still getting tons of targets, he's still getting tons of catches. They're just not the bombs that we're used to. And Travis Kelsey is still kind of doing Travis Kelsey things. Maybe you're a little bit disappointed in his production this season, but he's still the best tight end in football and his numbers have just been so insane that he's having a slightly down year. And you're like, Oh, well now Travis Kelsey's just the best tight end in football instead of like just one of the simply best offensive weapons in the game. And somebody else has to be that third option. Right. And I would love for that to be Clyde in the passing game, because I think we can say it's not going to be McCole Hardman. Byron Pringle is probably your second best wide receiver right now. And, you know, Josh Gordon seemed a little bit more involved today, but he had a bad drop and then he had wound up finishing the game with one catch. And so those just aren't the guys. And Clyde's the guy that you drafted in the first round, who's still young, who you're still going to rely on to be your lead running back. And so that guy needs to be your third option, right? Like when, they're not allowing you to get big chunk plays from Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Okay, let's let's design screen them. Let's get big chunk plays that way like we have in the past, like we did last week against the Raiders with Daryl. I have to believe that Clyde is capable of doing that as well and becoming your true like third option in this offensive passing game. Well, I mean, yeah, I think if you took McCole Hardman's manufactured touches and manufactured those to Clyde instead – that you would get him rolling and you'd probably feel a lot better about it. I mean, I think that he would, it would, his running game would play off of the passing game and they would, you know, complement one another a lot better than, you know, yeah, you manufacture two to three plays a game to Hardman to try to get him going and then he drops the next pass. Um, he, Clyde, Clyde needs to be the third option. If I'm going to get picky about today's game, it is it is probably the fact that they need to get Clyde more involved in the passing game because it seems to me like like as far as the hierarchy of who they look for, it goes it goes Hardman, then Gordon, then Pringle, then Robinson, then Blake Bell, then Noah Gay, then Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and that just does not make any sense to me at this point. You know, yeah. like you, you got it. You got to get him more involved in the passing game. He's like, like I don't know what he did to make Andy think that he can't catch the ball, but at some point you just got it. He's got you got to manufacture a few touches to him and just get him going in the passing game. Well, and we didn't really see it manifest this week, but I think it is going to manifest down the line. And we saw we saw glimpses of it against the Las Vegas Raiders, but. This kind of new Chiefs offense where, okay, we're going to take what you give us, where we're going to short intermediate route you to death. We're going to run the football straight ahead because that's what our offensive line is good at. And we just won't take deep shots now. And we saw them kind of hit a couple of deep shots last week, but they left points on the table. Patrick Mahomes missed Tyreek Hill a couple of times downfield when he was open and 
could have had like a 60 yard touchdown or something like that. And I, we didn't see it manifest today, but I think that stuff is coming, right? Like it feels like they're really close to putting that together too, because if defenses are going to start changing things up and say, okay, well, we got to play the run against them. Now we got, we got to slow that down. We got to slow down the short stuff. Now that's going to open things up again, downfield and the chiefs are going to be able to exploit that. So I hope they take this bye week sitting atop the AFC West at seven and four. I want them to take this bye week to figure out, okay, how can we install these game plans? And then the, the long ball is going to be our fourth quarter kill shot. Like, Derrick Henry for the Titans. Like when Derrick Henry is, you know, fourth quarter, when those defenses are tired and beat up, we're just going to feed Derrick Henry. And that's when Derrick Henry breaks off 65 yard touchdowns. I think that's what the long ball can become for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And so over the bye week, Andy, please, if you if you happen to listen to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show, spend some time figuring out how we can install the deep ball into the late game process of the offense because i think it's going to be there and i think they're going to have opportunities to connect on those again and i'm really excited to see that part of the offense because this part of the offense isn't exactly as much fun as we're used to but just win football games we don't care about the regular season in kansas city we care about super bowls now mm-hmm. well hey steven don't you know andy's saving the long ball for the playoffs Everything he's doing right now, he's drawing in the defenses, making them think that we play underneath and the underneath game now. And then come playoff time, he's gonna he's gonna bust out an entire new package that's gonna go over the top and it's gonna light things up, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna bring it back. I would like to think that's true. I, I don't know if that's actually true, but um, yes, I would like to see him stretch the field a little bit more. But right now they're winning football games, doing what's working, taking what the, we, we said for we said for a long time, just take what the defense is giving you, take what the defense is giving you. That's what they're doing right now. Um, so as long as it's working, as long as we're putting up W's, I got zero complaints out of out of me right now. Yeah, the, the Buffalo Bills lost another game today yeah. and the Ravens just escaped a uh, loss to the Chicago bears without Lamar Jackson. And I, you know, you have to assume Lamar Jackson's going to be back. He was out this week because of an illness. So the AFC still feels wide open and it still feels like even after all of the improvements that the chiefs have gone through over the last month, it still feels like there's another gear offensively mm-hmm. that this thing can go to. And yeah. the defense is playing at the highest level it's played all year long. They look absolutely dominant. And assuming that they can keep that up, if this offense takes this thing to another level, nobody's going to want to see the Chiefs in the AFC playoffs. No. Absolutely no. no. And it just seems wide open. So. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, as we turn towards week 12, the Chiefs head into a bye, sitting atop the AFC West at seven and four, winners of four in a row, and a big win over one of the best teams in the NFL this season in the Dallas Cowboys. So everybody enjoy the Thanksgiving break and enjoy the bye week. Take your time, set your fantasy lineups, just enjoy some football because you don't got to worry about the Chiefs playing. Uh, everybody should feel good about this one and everybody should feel good about the direction that the chiefs are headed in right now. So if you can, we ask that you please follow Rocky Magana on Twitter. You can follow me if you want as well. 
Um, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We're in the five-star business. So if you could be as kind to leave a five-star review, we would very much appreciate it. And Pete Sweeney will actually read those on the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show each and every week. So make sure you do that. Um, we've got kind of a weird week coming up for you guys at Arrowhead Pride, headed into the bye. We want to give our guys uh, a good Thanksgiving and take a little bit of a bye week ourselves. We're still going to have plenty of content for you at arrowheadpride.com, and we'll still have some stuff for you on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, but it's going to be a little bit lighter of the week. So make sure that uh, you check out the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show if you are listening on the podcast page page we will have the chiefs post-game press conferences immediately following the show and then tomorrow make sure you're on the lookout for our newest edition of the arrowhead drive and out of structure with ron cop and matt sagner breaking down the entire chiefs win over the dallas cowboys we will have that for you tomorrow afternoon so make sure you absolutely locked in rocky happy thanksgiving we're atop the afc west let's enjoy it let's take a little bit of time off get ready for the playoff push here in kansas city Heck yeah, be good to each other. Everybody, love your family, love the Chiefs, love Kansas City. Just spread the love this Thanksgiving week, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. The Kansas City Chiefs improved to 7-4 and four on the season with a 19-9 victory over the Dallas Cowboys. As we promised, we do have each and every postgame press conference after their big win. We'll start off with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. Then we'll hear from Chris Jones and running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And um, we'll just see. We'll get an MRI and check out. And then Fenton... Uh, landed on his knee, and we just we got to again. We'll get an MRI on that tomorrow. Uh, the crowd was phenomenal. Um, uh, you know, there was a lot of blue in there, uh, and we didn't hear them. And so uh, my hat goes off to uh, to the red. That was a beautiful thing. Um, defensively, what a game! What a game! I mean, that's a. Uh, that's the number one offense in the National Football League, and I just thought our defense brought it every snap against, in particular, our defensive line, in particular against a, a heck of an offensive line. So I'm proud of the guys for, for that. And Frank kind of started off with a strip sack, but five takeaways is, is great. Four sacks by Chris Jones. I mean, 
I can't say enough, you know, Charvarius and Snead and um, Fenton. I mean, uh, 21 jumps in and does a heck of a job. I mean, just all, Willie Gay had a couple nice plays. In there. I could probably go through all of them. They, they all did a, did a nice job. Offensively, we had some ups and downs. Started off right. Um, they had a couple nice drives. Um, and actually, the one that was, was great was the last drive you know, where we had to chew some time up, get, get them to use their timeouts. Even though we didn't score on it, it put them in a big-time bind. Um, and then Tobe had the <clears throat> had the pooch kick, and uh, Bucker did a nice job with it uh, of getting it down there. And very seldom do you see a punter covering and an offensive guard covering, but we practice it every week, and you know that that's how you practice it right there. They did they executed it perfect. So good to have 25 back. Yeah, um, uh, Clyde played well and just. Uh, Stayed aggressive, covered the ball in traffic, was patient, all the things you, you know, you need to be to make the thing work. Trusted his O line. Uh, Daryl had another nice game when he filled in both in the pass and the run game. So, and uh, Kelsey, Tyreek, uh, Pat, you know, had some beautiful throws too. So, listen, all in all, it's a uh, this is a good football team we played, and that's a heck of a win. Uh, before I turn it over, just happy Thanksgiving to you guys and, and to our fans. I, we appreciate everything. So, all right, time yours. <laughs> yeah, so I, I should have mentioned that because he, he played well. Um, you know, he said he had surgery on that knee at one time, and his knee swelled up overnight, which is a little unusual. But um, it's done that in the off season. It hadn't done it during the season, but. <clears throat> you know, my head goes off to him getting, letting us know when he got up and, and getting in here and getting treatment done and then wanting to play. That's the next thing. I mean, he, he was in here for hours getting treatment. So, um, I, you know, that kid, is, he's an amazing kid. And, um, you know, the fact that he was out there doing what he did was, was likewise amazing. Well, you know, Rick, Rick wouldn't have, and our docs wouldn't have let him play if that was the case. But they felt like he'd be safe playing. I mean, you know, safe as you can be playing football. But, um, and, and he, you know, he could still run. So they, they were able to get some of that swelling out. So that was important. Before the game, he didn't even go through the yeah, just get off your leg and sit there for a little bit, chill out. He went through warm-ups and did everything. And just let him get right. And um, he's a tough kid, man. My hat goes off to that kid. He, he's a he is a badger, right? I mean, tough. Yeah. So you see how every every week is like crazy in this league. So I'm not sure there any statement. There's no there's not a lot of consistency going on right now, uh, you know, amongst the the NFL here. So I mean, you, you, every week is a big time challenge, and uh, I'm talking about wins and losses are consistent. I, you know, there's these ups and downs, and teams are favored and then they get beat. I mean, it's crazy. So um, it, it's what the league strive for: parity in this league, and I, I think they've done a great job with that. Every town, every city has an opportunity to win football games. That's a great thing. And uh, we're no different. So we, we've got to just keep our nose to it and bear down as we go, take each game as it comes, 
you know, we haven't proven anything yet. You can talk about all of it after the season. Go find an island and go lay around and tell everybody about it. But right now, not so much, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, make sure you take care of yourselves. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, to get 24 in there, I think, is, is a nice thing. Nice addition. He brings a certain energy to the group. A veteran, uh, you know, player. All the guys respected him, welcomed him in. Not that he's playing every snap, but he's playing quite a bit. And, you know, he's strong at the point and does some nice things. But I think it upped everybody's game. You know, I mean, that's what I, I think happened. And guys uh, were, were back, were healthy there, and, uh, and that matters. when you, you can line up that lineup that we're, we're doing. And uh, I don't want to slight uh, Dron Reed. I mean, I've mentioned him before, and he's playing good football right now. He's just doing a nice job. He's kind of settled into the defense, and, you know, we know him better. He knows us better, and he, he's doing a nice job for us. So, um, you know, and you watch 55, 95, you watch all these guys do it, 51, 97. I mean, all these guys, 98 contribute. You know, you just start going through these numbers. 91 is playing good football, naughty. Uh, you know, so you know, my hat goes off to them. They've been working their tail off for it. Coach, two quick questions before you. What was your message to Edward Jolier after that taunting penalty? Where is the Preston Road coaching now? Uh, well, it's at Clark's house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, that's kind of two different sides of things. But Herbie, um, yeah, I talked to him. Yeah, and um, you can't point. You can't do anything. You you know you get excited and you do something. And we had another one, our young right guard man. So you can't do. You can't talk. You can't. You know, there's some restrictions now. And if you cross those lines, they're gonna get you. And listen, the union was part of that. They they agreed to all this, so it's um, you know you'd be better off just going playing football and celebrate with your teammates and not mess around with the other team. Andy, obviously, twelve in the season, you guys gave Chris the opportunity to play on the edge. Yeah, we again we mixed them up a little bit today. And um, but he, he's done. I mean, the last I didn't even mention the last play where he tipped the ball. You know, legit, you know, we, we end up with a nice interception. So it's all. It's all. He, he's good either place. He's a good football player. So I mean, either place. When he gears it up, he's tough. Tough to stop. Yeah, we're probably, you know, fundamentally, we're probably playing better. Um, I, I think the way training camps are now and, you know, the way preseasons are, that whole deal, takes you a little bit of time to kind of get in the swing. So I, I think you probably see that around the league. Um, and now that they're warmed up and going, I think, you know, it gets better. So, But they've worked, our guys have worked extremely hard on the fundamentals and as much tackling as you can do here on dummies and so on, um, you know, rallying to the ball, I think, helps. Narrowing down running lanes helps all those things. <clears throat> Very even, 
Yeah, so uh, they've had to work for this. And I think when you have to really work for something and bear down, I think it's, you enjoy it a little bit more. And you're not resting on what happened before, but you're, you've earned this right here, you know, with the old knot in the stomach and the ups and downs. And, you know, so you, you earn every one of these. And if you, you know, I think that's where we're at right now. We're, we're, uh, but, and then they they like each other. They're getting to know each other better. And I think they like each other and yeah, so playing hard for one another. Yeah, it's good to have them back healthy, right? Uh, get all these guys back in there and, and going. So we were kind of one guy in, one guy out. That's a whole deal. Um, and then uh, the Badger kind of helps bring it all together with his leadership, and that helps. You know, he felt obligated to be out there and with his guys, and <clears throat> you know, you start getting that type of feeling, and that's a that's a good thing. So, but they've all up there, they've all up their game. They've but they've worked hard at it, Nate. You know. A little fun. I'm probably cooking it now. I mean, so I'm, I'll be finding a big turkey and we'll do the whole thing. So I'm, I'm excited uh, that I can contribute both ways. You said we haven't really proven anything. But maybe it's possible that you all have proven to yourself inside the locker room that they can be ugly, but we can still get wins for the four straight moments. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think winning in this league is so hard. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. I think teams are better than they've ever been, and um, that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. <clears throat> so um, there's great competition, and you've got you to work for it every, every week. And so we're going to enjoy this. We're going to enjoy the, the win, but we're also going to know that we've got to step back on the pedal here and get ourselves ready another week. Yeah, they're flying. They're flying around, and and uh, they're working well together, rallying to the ball, getting great rush. We're doing a good job with our gap responsibility. Linebackers. I, I haven't mentioned Hitch. His leadership is so valuable. You know, when he's healthy and and that leadership isn't, he's in that position, man alive. And now he can eat free when he goes home to Dallas in the offseason. Uh, these first couple of years, it, it's just kind of seemed like it. Yeah, listen, he, he's pushed through um, the ups and downs, you know, and um, not that everything was perfect. It's never going to be perfect against a good team. So, uh, but he sure did some nice things and had some beautiful throws today. And, and his leadership is so valuable. He, he doesn't, there's not a lot of hanging head there. He, he's going, hey, we're on to the next one. Let's go. You know, so he's a positive influence on a lot of people there. Last one. Coach back here. Dick Vermeil said one time when a team's winning, 
that being a head coach is going to be pretty easy. Just keep going. But when things go rough, he says that's where you really earn it. Can you talk about the job that you and your staff have done with the leadership to turn things? This was, this was an ugly football team at that time. But early yeah, uh, the guys never hung their head, the coaches. I mean, they just kept trying to find a way uh, to use the strengths of the players and that they that they have. Um, whether somebody was hurt or not hurt, the next guy up, and they utilize the strength of those players to do it. And so, you know, you, you earn a right to make this one of the bigger games today in the National Football League. I'm saying uh, before the game started, this was there were a lot of eyes on this game. And, and so two good football teams playing each other, and this was a little bit of a culmination of their perseverance there. So that's, it's very easy to hang your head. It's tough to power through it. And maybe, maybe at times you have to say, you know what, i got to do a little better right here. Um, yeah, luckily enough, we've been in those situations a couple times now, so we, we've kind of figured out a way to do that. Um, I, I made the one bad decision, kind of making trying to make the throw to Pringle there. Um, they played it well, but other than that, I thought we ran the ball well when we needed to run the ball um, and, and made plays happen. And, and at the end of games, it, it comes down to that. When the defense is playing like, like they're playing, to grind out drives at the end of games to kind of kill the clock down, um, those are big drives that, that you'll need at the end of the year. You mentioned running the ball well. In your opinion, how did Yeah, I mean, he, he rolled, man. I mean, that was a good defensive front, a good defense, and he was finding little little creases here and there to, 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 to make some stuff happen. And uh, I thought the offensive line did a great job uh, getting him getting them those windows. And so uh, they, he'll keep incorporating them more and more, and, I mean, he, he looked healthy. So, I mean, it's glad to have him back. So hopefully we can find a way to throw him some passes, too, because he's, he's pretty good out of the back foot as well. Yeah, I mean, he's a special player. I mean, uh, I mean, to be that good of a linebacker and then be able to play defensive end, there's not a lot of guys like that in this league. And uh, he, he has a high motor. I mean, chasing down on that sack um, and then a strip sack. And then, he, he, I mean, the whole game, he was in there the whole time battling and battling. And uh, like I said, they have great players in that defense. And I thought our guys did a great job, especially early. And then we battled through at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think the last, I mean, ever since pretty much the second half of the Tennessee game, those guys have been playing better. Um, we It got lost because the offense wasn't playing very well, that we were winning games because of the defense, and so people were so used to our offense kind of going out there and putting up these numbers. Um, but I would say it every week when I was right here at the podium, like, you get, don't lose how good our defense is playing. And to go up against an offense like that, um, that has put up so many yards, so many scores and touchdowns, and then to shut it down. I mean, that that's impressive. And so for us as offense, when you get in, when you get in these kind of funks that we kind of did in that second half, we know if we just can just grind it out, get field goals, try to find a way to get a touchdown, that we're going to win the football game. It's a heck of a stat. Um, I didn't know that, but I mean, it, it's part of the game. I've been lucky enough that I've had these turnover-worthy plays that haven't got picked off too. So uh, I think you just go out, you go and play. The interception happens, uh, you move on to the next play, and that's how I've always rolled. And I'm gonna keep firing. I mean, when you're firing 
to a guy like Travis Kelsey, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't drop the football. I mean, I, I, if I put the ball a little bit out in front of him, he probably makes that catch and splits a couple people. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a combination of two things. It's me not putting it in the right spot and then it just getting unlucky there at the end. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about it because we're still not playing our best football, and we're we're sitting here seven and four, um, at least a half game up on on the uh, AFC West, um, and and you go into the bye week knowing you're going to play a lot of divisional uh, opponents coming up. Um, so everything's right in front of us. Um, we can be better, especially offensively. The defense can continue to get better and better each and every week, um, and to be where we started to where we're at now, um, and still not even playing our best football. Um, I would take that every time. Yeah, I mean, he's like the quietest guy, so I don't know how how he ended up saying something that, that got him in trouble. But, uh, you, I mean, you, you have to kind of teach him that you can't – I mean, if you were to say something, say it under your breath at least. Don't let, don't let the, anyone hear it. Um, but uh, you love having the mentality that he has, that he wants to be great. He wants to continue to be – he was more – I think he's probably mad at himself as much as he was mad at anything else. Um, and so um, for, for him, he'll learn from that. I mean, I, I highly doubt it happens again. But, I mean, I want him finishing every single play and playing the way he's played this entire season. Not, not necessarily. I mean, we just kind of put it. We're just going to take it week by week. Um, we're going to get better and better each and every week this year. Um, we lost some games close early that we we probably should have won if we had found ways to finish. Um, and then we took some, took some big lumps and, and had some big losses that we don't usually have here. But I think you have those leaders in this room that we, we kind of went back to the drawing board, went back to the fundamentals, um, and decided to take it week by week, go through the process, trusting the coaching staff, and, and we're sitting here now with uh, everything in front of us. So we just got to keep that same mindset. After a couple things, number one, it looked like after the option play, you guys came over to the bench and coached the enemy decided about that. Tell us, take us through that play with the old school option that yeah, he was. He so he wasn't excited. He was very. He was very upset at first, and he got over there. And we'd already talked to Clyde. I mean, obviously Clyde knew that he probably shouldn't have done it, and they're really. It's really high of emphasis on the taunting right now. And he came over there, and we'd already talked to Clyde. Clyde knew, and so he started getting mad, and then we started hyping him up, and it, it made him start laughing. And it's hard to break him. It's hard to break with him whenever he's in that mood. But uh, it kind of, kind of, it's kind of what we do, man. We just, we all, we all love each other and want to be better together. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been this entire season. I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs for everybody. Um, and so we, we know that we have to go in with the mindset every single week if we have to be our best. And if we're not our best, we have to find a way to, to continue to get better and try to find a way to get a win. I think you've seen that this season. We've had games where we've put up a lot of points and played really good. We've had games that we haven't, and we still found a way to get a win. Um, and it's, a, it's a team game in this sport, and it's not the same as it's been these last few years. Um, but when you play as a team and you find a way to win these tough, tough, adverse games, um, I mean, that's when you have those special teams, and I'm excited for the, the rest of the season. Patrick, you mentioned you, you want to improve the offense and what will be after the bye week. In what ways do you think you guys could be a little bit better in the final stretch of the season? Yeah, I think when you get in those third medium areas where the teams are kind of playing that man-thief coverage, just finding uh, ways to, to beat that. I mean, most, a lot of teams are playing it to us. So we have to be better there. Uh, we kind of stop the self-inflicted wounds, if it's the holding or if it's the interceptions or the fumbles or whatever that is. Um, wh whenever we don't have those, we usually drive the ball and, and score or at least get in range to, to kick a field goal. So um, just execution on that part. Um, 
and then uh, finding ways to, to, to beat, uh, beat, beat some coverages that have kind of given us some funks here and there uh, throughout the season. But uh, at least you know what they're going to play, so you can try to find a ways during this bye week. Last one, you talked about the bumps earlier in the year. I'm sure you saw the comments. The Chiefs are broken. Patrick Mahomes is broken. Now Yeah, I mean, we still there's still a long ways to go. Um, obviously, I knew we were never broken as a team. We have too many good players, too many, too many special guys on this team that, that go through the process, uh, even even when they're bad times or good times. Um, but uh, we're still early in the season. I mean, I know we've kind of gotten to that second half, but our goal is to to be to be on top at the end of the season. It's not to to win the regular season, but you have to go through that process of every single day of being better, winning that week. To, to be a great team, and um, I think uh, we're going to try to do that. And uh, at the end of the year, we'll figure out what we need to say then. Mark, thank you. How you guys doing, man? Oh, QB1's looking nice tonight, huh? Oh. Hey, Chris, uh, big night for you sack-wise. I noticed they gave half a one to Jaron. Try to get that back to him. Hey, what are we doing? We got to talk to the guys upstairs. I, hey, you listen. I love Jared. You know what I mean? But... I think I have four. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. That's a friendly reminder. Like, let's double check. Let's watch the film again. If he earned it, I'm all for giving it to him. But I think I had four. Either way, you know, I'll set the three and a half. But we can check the tape again, you know. <laughs> let's look at it again and make sure. That's fun, man. Football is fun. Uh, winning is fun. Having uh, having the guys playing with those guys up front is fun. Um, the back end the back end played exceptional today. Uh, I think the game ball should go to the back end. They played so exceptional that they made the quarterback hold the ball, and um, we was able to affect the quarterback because he couldn't couldn't go to his first read. So the back end played really really good today. And I know you, you Just wherever Spags put me. Spags is, uh, he does his thing, man. You know, he moves me around, which I'm, uh, I benefit off of it. So the um, offense just can't slide to me every series, knowing where I'm going to go. And, um, you know, he put me in position to make plays. Chris, just the season started, I mean, the challenge all of a sudden is the last month, the past four games. How gratifying is it for y'all as a defense to put this kind of performance against the Cowboys before you go to the it's never how you start, man. It's how you finish. Uh, it, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you're going to go through um, adversity along the way. So, you know, we went through a little adversity. We had a lot of guys hurt. Uh, and we were finally building the, the chemistry back on this defense, getting everyone healthy, and being able to play together. You know, I think this is the first time within four weeks where we had all our guys healthy and able to mesh and play together. That's a huge part for us as a defense. Seems like Fred Clark is finally healthy. You guys have Melvin in the mix. How much do you feel like you guys are feeding off each other as the game goes on? Right you know, bringing Melvin in um, and acquiring Jay Reed this offseason has uh, helped this D line tremendously. Uh, you know, those two proven guys in this league that had success on the other teams, and we was fortunate enough to grab them. Uh, Beach did a heck of a job in acquiring those guys, and uh, you know they can bring versatility to this uh, defensive line. Um, give it to the back end and the guys around me. Um, the guys around me, um, 
Frank Clark started it off with a sack. So they um, start sliding to Frank Clark and um, giving me the one-on-ones. And the back end, you watch the back end, how tight they was playing in coverage. Took his first uh, first option away, which forces him to hold the ball a second or two longer. And, you know, I was really able to make some plays. This was a, you actually picked up a recovery last time. What happened in Philly? Just, what's the experience like? Do you have the ball in your hands? <laughs> 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 Listen. I had a cast on in Philly. Give me a little break, please. Hey, um, no, I um, if you if you notice, I actually slowed down, <laughs> squared up, uh, took the squat, and then picked the ball up. Um, I was trying to take it in. Uh, I don't think um, a, a big guy has has done it in, in a while. You know, the back end guys they take it in. They're very fast and quick, and I was looking to get a big guy um, celebration. You know what I mean? <laughs> Celebration. What made you pull out the song after the sack? Um, full of excitement, full of excitement, um, having fun. Most importantly, having fun with the guys. Um, you know, that's what it's all about: having fun, making plays, and winning. You know. Chris, is it so weird to against a top right uh, offense? Because it seems like every week, Listen, they're going to talk about us regardless. We can beat the Cowboys. They're going to say the Cowboys is off. Uh, they, they had a top receiver. So every week we got something coming, but it's okay. Yeah, it's a little adversity. It's good for us. It's a challenge. You know, we listen to everything. We hear it. Uh, we still suck, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we can use that as a building point, continue to build as a defense, as a team, build chemistry, um, and continue to um, put points and win. Chris, you mentioned that you were playing for um, I give all the props to um, the training staff, um, Rick Buckholder and his group has um, has been doing an exceptional job in making sure I'm ready to play on Sunday. Um, the practice plan that they have for me, uh, been protecting my wrist and making sure I don't get banged up in practice. Uh, so I give all the props to those guys, preparing me mentally and physically and being able to play on Sunday. Um, do, doing whatever I can to help this defense succeed. You know, um, you know, putting your personal goals aside and um, being more so of a leader. You know, uh, my personal goal is always to win the set title and be the best player I can be for this defense. But most importantly, being the best player I can be for the defense. If you get it. Listen, we knew it was going to mesh together. We had a few rough weeks. Uh, a lot of guys injured. Um, we wasn't clicking together. We got a lot of new guys on the defense, offense, both sides of the ball. So it's kind of it was kind of new for us. Um, me and Frank didn't play together to probably week four, week five. You know what I mean? So you take everything into consideration. You know, and we were still able to compete. We were still competing at a high level and coming down to last possession of game. So um, to have everyone back, to continue to build that chemistry, and um, <clears throat> I think it's a huge part of success for us right now. Chris, I wonder how close you were to knowing that Tyron, I guess, was not close to playing in the play, right? He had his knees full up. Were you aware of that before the game, or what kind of message does that send to the rest of you guys that he got it out to play today? Yeah, I um, found out during walk-off, um, walk-out, you know, the defense was walking out, and it was like, you're walking last. I'm like, no, I'm not. 
And then, you know, <laughs> you know, T5, he's the guy that goes last. And uh, it was like, yeah, Tyran is questionable. I was like, what's wrong? And then they told me. So uh, the warrior T5 is, I knew he was going to have to play. He's such a warrior. And then and he wasn't going to miss this game. That's one thing I know about T5. He, he's a competitor at the highest level. He, he loves to compete. He loves especially these type of games and these situations. T5 want to be on the field. And, uh I knew it was a high probability. He was going to try to play. He was going to play. He wasn't going to sit it out. Did you get for the starting lineup because he didn't go out? And it caught me off guard. So uh, I kind of knew then that was a problem. But first play, he was out there. So that's just a, that's just the willpower of T5. He's probably battling something right now. And in his mind, he blocks it out still being able to, to compete for this defense. Last one there. First, I think more so um, take advantage of this time off, watch a little film, uh, take a break also, but also stay engaged, um, watch who you're with. Make sure you don't put yourself or the team in a bad situation. And um, if you're going through something, make sure you, you, you're taking this time to get healthy, most importantly. Thanks, All right, guys. Y'all take care. I need some chips, my bad. Um, I would say first three weeks, really not walking that, that great. Um, and then just with the MCL, just kind of being the MCL, being that vascular kind of uh, at one point, it just kind of continuously got better each and every day um, from dry needling to cupping to massages to, I mean, you name it, I probably did it for the knee. So, and then just with the MCL, everybody knows MCLs connect to the hamstring, ended up having like a couple hamstring problems. So it's not just, not just one thing I was dealing with. It was like multiple things throughout the, throughout the five weeks. Um, you know, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm more on a flexible end uh, and I, I, I didn't been in some bad, you know, some bad tie ups and a lot of people probably wouldn't be standing here if they was in the same things that I was. So it's, um, initially just kind of feeling it. I knew it wasn't the best. And I mean, who, who wants to be hurt when this is literally what I do every day? Uh, Monday through Sunday, bro. So it wasn't, you know, it's, it's, it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm done for the time. It's, well, damn, I do this every day and I can't do it anymore. So I'm frustrated. And that's just what it was. How would you evaluate your performance tonight? Feeling rushed or able to slide right in? Not feel good, bro. Feel good. Feel, feel like, um, I don't mean, y'all watched the game and I, I, was, I was in the game, but. As far as being in the game and being in my helmet, I, f I feel good. But I mentioned, I'm pretty uh, sure you were surprised he was talking penalty, but you, you can't point, right? I was Take us through that and then coming back over the sideline and, and uh, dealing with Coach Gannon. Um, I mean, nothing to really talk through. It was Pat pitched it. I, you know, showing my personality. That's what we talk about, being me, playing football, man. And that's just what it is. You get the taunt penalty, it's 15 yards. You know, take it with a grain of salt at the time. Go to the next play, but you know, kicks a 40-yard field goal, extra point, and we, and we make it happen as we on to the next play. And then, 
you know, thing on the sideline is, is, is EB. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, you got to be a, a real strong-minded player to play for EB, and a lot of people wouldn't be able to. So, I mean, I just went to the sideline knowing that I was going to hear him. Uh, kind of been playing for him, so I know. And then, you know, here comes TK, and here comes the offense uh, right behind me. So it's, 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 it's more than just, you know, the things that y'all see. It's, it's a brotherhood. It's, you know, the... Me and EB going back and forth one on one. It's you know I could buy EB a pair of shoes, and then we arguing about the color, and like literally, like that's the things that go on, you know, throughout the week. And it's it's a relationship, you know, and everybody you know sees one thing, but you know it's 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 one thing when it's just us, and just the you know the crowd being there is it's kind of the crowd. But once we're on that field, man, it's it's kind of like a family oriented thing. So that's why I ended up being yelling, mosh pit, laughing. So it was it was pretty cool. It's hard. It's uh, a <laughs> being a being a young player, man, and and really, I I just vividly remember telling my brother, I'm like, every time I hit my stride, bro, it just seemed like you know something something happening, and you know then you got you know, media saying whatever, but and then it's kind of just like, bro, you're in a position that you're supposed to be in, um, and then you know just whatever happens on the field, it it, it happens. You can't sit there and dwell on it. Now at the time. Like, you, everybody's going to tell you, oh, man, you can't be mad or, you know, do this and do that. But, I mean, yeah, you're frustrated, you're mad, you want to play ball. Like, like I, like I was telling them, I'm like, man, I do this seven days a week. Like, I go to the facility every day. And then when somebody tells you that you can't go do that, it's frustrating. Um, but you have to figure out another way to try to, you know, get that, get that fixed. So now it was, okay, I can't do that, so I need to try to figure out, go deeper in film. Um, mental reps as far as watching practice. I need to, you know, mentally trick myself as far as tell my body that I'm doing it when I'm really not. And uh, that's what makes you a pro. That's what that's what sets me. You know, that's what I feel like that's what sets me apart from the next person. Um, everybody can't say they put as much work as I did um, when I was hurt, um, comparable to the next person. And everybody can speak for themselves, but you know, I'm me, and that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, my older brother. Uh, man, it's, you know, just to say it's a brotherhood, it's just kind of like just, just like that icing word. Uh, literally, the dirt is one of them, you know, probably one of the reasons why I'm, why I'm standing in this position. Uh, just even when I got to LSU, just understanding defenses, understanding just little things. Uh, on the field, off the field, learning stuff back in Louisiana. So it's, it's not... It's not just oh I'm you know I'm I'm with him he's my you know that's my boy and he 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 makes things work for me and he makes everything easy it's you know he's pretty much since since it was time to really make things work he's since college man since freshman year of college first day walked in he took me under his wing and that's just what it was and when I got drafted here man I was like it's 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 a blessing in disguise just knowing that it's gonna be those times that unfortunately that I was hurt. Uh, you're going to have guys like Dirk calling you, making sure you're doing the right thing off the field, making sure you're doing the right thing when it's, you know, we were at practice and it's, you know, what you did, you know, when we were at practice and, and how did you get it done? Um, and it, it might not be exactly like a like a coach. It's, you know, it's more like an older brother. And that's just, that's just what it was. And our relationship is, you know, a, a lot different from what uh, 
I would say, you know, people see tweets and everything, but literally, man, it's, you know, from the time that I was scholarship check, not, not, not touching in college, he was, he was, he was making ends meet, bro. So, uh, he's, it's, it's, it's different with, with, with me and Dirty. Right. When did you, uh, know that you were going to be playing today and good to go? And as good as you looked, was there any thought process? Well, you got the bye week, the whole week to recover to just wait until after the bye week to come back. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty much the whole week. And when you start telling the competitor, you know, hey, man, you've been on the field, you look good. Oh, man, you did that move, you look good. And you start, and then that person starts to feel good at practice, and he's getting starting reps and, and, and rolling. It's kind of hard to tell him, you know, that, that, hey, you're not playing at all. You're just going to have to wait till after the bye week. That's, um, Coach Reed doesn't roll like that. And, you know, if you're going to go out and practice, you're either going to practice full or you're going to go into rehab. And it's as simple as that. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks. Appreciate y'all.